Hi there and welcome. I'm Rabbi Nachobath with the Las Vegas Coalela, Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana. He was the famed one-legged president and general of Mexico during the mid-1800s. Famously, in the mid-1830s, he went ahead and when Texas had seceded from Mexico and declared themselves the Independent Republic of Texas, they went ahead and they had a garrison at the fort, the Alamo, and famously, Santa Ana was the one who massacred the inhabitants of that fort, the Alamo. Fast forward a number of years later, Santa Ana was called by Mexico to go ahead and lead the Mexican army as they fought the Americans. In 1847 was the Mexican-American War. There was a dispute over where the border between Mexico and the United States was. And the United States sent in their generals to go ahead and drive out the Mexicans. And Mexico, led by Santa Ana, well, there was a war for a couple of years. And at one point, Santa Ana was eating his chicken dinner in, a, in his wagon, and surprised by the American troops, he found himself surrounded. He had to run for his life, and he had to leave. Apparently, he left his chicken hot on the plate. He left over $18,000 worth of gold in his wagon, and famously, he left his prosthetic leg, which was captured by a regiment of Illinois troops, and Santa Ana's leg was captured, and it was sent to Illinois, where it still sits on display in the governor of Illinois' mansion. As a matter of fact, his second prosthetic leg was also captured. So the United States, till still till today, we have two of Santa Ana's legs. How did Santa Ana lose that leg to begin with? It's an interesting and fascinating story. The beginning of the book of Shemos, the book of Exodus, we read about the story of the enslavement of the Jewish people. And we read about the rise of Moses, of Moshe Rabbeinu to prominence. And the verse tells us that Moshe, Moses, he goes ahead and he, see, he sees an Egyptian beating a Jewish man. And Moses, Moshe Rabbeinu, goes ahead and he comes to the Jewish person's aid and he kills the Egyptian. The Torah then tells us the next incident, he sees two Jews quarreling. Their names, names are Dasan and Aviram. He sees them quarreling. And he goes ahead and he he says, what are you guys doing? And these two people go ahead and they say, are you going to kill us just like you went ahead and you killed that Egyptian? And these two people, they go ahead and they ratted out to, to the Pharaoh. They told Paro that Moshe had gone ahead and killed that Egyptian. And they were the ones, they had tattled on Moshe. They spoke negatively of Moshe. They informed the, the Pharaoh that which Moshe had did. The verse says, Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses goes ahead and he says, Now I understand. The matter is known. Rashi, the great commentary, explains Moshe had been troubled. He was bothered. Why were the Jews suffering in Egypt? So many other nations of the world, why were the Jews enslaved and being persecuted? What were they doing wrong spiritually that they were deserving of suffering in Egypt? And Moshe says, Now I get it. Now I understand. When he sees that the Jewish people were speaking Lashon Hara, that they were gossiping, speaking negatively about one another, Moshe then understands and he says, Now I get it why spiritually the Jews were deserving of their situation, why they didn't merit redemption. It's because they spoke Lashon Hara. They were gossiping, speaking evil about one another. The great Chafetz Chaim points out, we see how remarkable and how tragic the sin of Lashon Hara is. If you stop and we think about it, the Jews, we are told, while they were in Egypt, they had many spiritual shortcomings. Yet, 
It was when they, Moshe Rabbeinu and Moses goes ahead and he sees that they spoke Lashon Hara. It was that where Moshe says, Achei no dahadavar. Now I get it why they were suffering. Despite all of the Jews' shortcomings, it was because of Lashon Hara that Moshe understands that's why the Jews weren't worthy of redemption. And the Chavot Chaim tells us, we yearn, we pray for God's redemption and salvation. We pray for the Mashiach. We pray for God's redemption to save us. And he says, if we're still suffering and we go ahead and we still speak Lashon Hara, we speak negatively about one another, surely we're not going to be worthy of redemption either. I've always found it also interesting how remarkable the story, the ramifications of this one incident of Lashon Hara, where Dasan and Aviram, they go ahead and they tell the Pharaoh that Moshe was the one who, who had killed the Egyptian. Moses has to run to his lot for his life. He flees to the land of Midian, where he is there for 60 years. Think of the personal suffering that Moshe went through because of Lashon Hara. He went ahead and he had to leave for 60 years. Additionally, think, imagine if for those 60 years, at a minimum 60 years, had he been involved in, the, in Jewish life, had he been with the Jews in, in Egypt, how much good he could have done as their, their leader, how much positive impact he could have had. But instead, he suffers and he is gone for 60 years and the Jewish people suffer as well. All because of Lashon Hara. So often we go ahead and we speak Lashon Hara, we speak negatively about one another, and we don't really think, okay, it's not the greatest thing in the world, but just how big of a crime, as it were, spiritually is it? How big of a transgression, how big of a sin is it? And we see such a powerful insight that it's because of Lashon Hara, it's because of gossip, it's because of negative speech. That's why the Jews are suffer in Egypt. It's an amazing thing. We go ahead and we think that Lashon Hara isn't such a big deal. A little bit of gossip. You go ahead and you told someone a story about somebody else. What can go wrong? In the 1830s, there was a pastry chef. A pastry chef in Mexico City. And his name was Monsieur Remontal. He was French. And one day, Santa Ana's troops came into his bakery, to his pastry shop. And they went ahead and they left a mess. Maybe they didn't pay their bill. And Mansour Emmental got really upset by how Santa Anna and his troops had left his restaurant, his pastry shop. And what did Remontal go ahead and do? He went in ahead and he informed the king of France, Louis Philippe, that this guy, Santa Anna and his troops, you know, they left his, his pastry shop in ruins. They didn't go ahead and they didn't pay their bill. They left it a mess and they weren't paying up. What did Louis Philippe do? He invaded Mexico and he put a blockade against Mexico. He invaded Mexico and it caused a war, which is known contemporarily as the Pastry War, all because of a pastry shop. And it was at the end of that war as the French were getting back on their boat and as Santa Ana was kind of pursuing them, they shot one last cannon shot towards Santa Ana and his troops and part of that cannon fire took off Santa Ana's leg. Santa Anna loses a leg. How many other countless people were killed in that war? All because of what? Lashon Hara. One person told somebody else about some people who mistreated him. They didn't go ahead and pay their bill. They didn't treat him appropriately, which was wrong. They should have paid their bill. They should have gone ahead and cleaned up their mess. But to go ahead and speak Lashon Hara, they spoke negatively about it. Look at the consequence. Look what, what happened. Lashon Hara, gossip, speaking negatively about one another. We so often minimize it and think, all right, it's not the best thing in the world. Our sages are teaching us. The Torah is teaching us. It's Lashon Hara through gossip, through negative speech. Moses says, now I understand why the Jews are suffering. We all want redemption in our life. We're all praying for salvation. Let's take the advice of the Chavetz Chaim, saintly great sage, and recognize if we want salvation, if we want redemption in our lives, we've got to make sure that we're not speaking Lashon Hara we got to make sure we're not speaking negatively about one another.